This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. All right, welcome back in. It's 2.35 here on the Blitz 1170. I really wish I could tell you on the air what my wife's response was when I sent her a photo of the prices for uh, Madonna tickets. So, uh, unfortunately, number one priority is to protect the license, young Hubbard. That's what we must do here. So, uh, it was rather colorful, though, the uh, text that we got back. (laughs) You made me laugh harder than I probably laughed and. Yeah, because she put some stank on it, too, let me tell you. No. Indeed, she did. I just pictured the text in my head. That's that's all right. I was also just looking at uh, prices. Chris Hummer's coming up here in just one second. Right now, according to Vivid Seats, so prices for the Niners-Cowboys game have jumped 85% after the Cowboys won. Get-in price right now for Upper Deck is $600. The highest ticket that's available for someone to buy right now on Vivid is only $48,968, Matt. So if you got an extra 50k lying around, you could probably go set in style up at Levi's with the Niners and the Cowboys. All right, let's welcome in uh, from 247 Sports, Chris Hummer, joining us here on the Blitz 1170. What's up, Chris? How are you today, man? What's up, man? I'm doing good. Uh, thankfully, don't have to buy any Madonna tickets. So <laughs> well, probably doing better than some people are in this year. Evidently, neither do I, So, <laughs> which is a good thing after uh, seeing the prices on that. Uh, I reached out to you earlier. Thank you on such short notice for, for jumping on. Uh, but you got the exclusive, right, with, with Spencer after he made his decision to go to Ole Miss. Before we get into what he told you, actually, from uh, earlier today, I got to get you just your overall opinion on what's happening there with Lane Kiffin in general, with Jackson, then Walker, and now here comes Spencer Sanders in. It does make for an interesting spring, at least there in Oxford. Yeah, I mean, in very short order, Old Miss has become the most interesting quarterback room in the country uh, going into the spring, at least in my opinion. Um, and it's it's compelling. Um, I've known all offseason Lane Kiffin has wanted to upgrade that room and add depth to it. Um, I reported back in December that Old Miss had been in contact with Spencer, um, and it was a possibility. But um, even to me, like, I had heard this was a possibility as of yesterday that Spencer might still commit to Ole Miss with Walker Howard being there, it just kind of it blows your mind a little bit that a five-star quarterback went there yesterday, basically. They pick up Spencer Sanders today. And Jackson Dart, the guy who actually started 13 games this year, is still on campus. Um, so it's a really fascinating situation. But uh, I don't think Spencer's going anywhere. He doesn't think he can start. I'll put it that way. And um, I think Lane Kiffin was also pursuing Spencer Sanders for a reason this offseason. But the Walker one makes a lot of sense, and because you can imagine probably the conversations they had about what the future holds, I just wonder what is going through the mind of Jackson Tart right now uh, with coming off of a season where he was a starter. And we talked with someone from Ole Miss earlier who had said, hey, it seemed like he progressed to a certain point during the season, but clearly not enough in Lane's eyes if he's kicked the tires on these two individuals. Yeah, I mean, I think – 
And just talking to people around that program, I think there's a belief that if Jackson had been a little bit better, they probably would have won two or three more games. Uh, so you're talking about a potential 11-win season instead of an 8-win season. Um, so I think they want Jackson to be pushed. I don't know if they would necessarily want to replace him, but um, by bringing in Spencer, it kind of indicates that they're going to give Spencer every opportunity to do so. But they definitely want to upgrade in that room, and they were very aggressive about it. And I think people are always worried about future quarterback room management. But at the end of the day, like, especially in a place with the SEC, you got to have a guy and you want to make sure you have the best guy possible. And I think we've seen Ole Miss be very aggressive in terms of uh, figuring out a way to make that happen. While, as you said, and also finding a smart method to have Walker Howard as your QB of the future. If Spencer Sanders does uh, kind of turn over the apple cart with Jackson Dart. How was Spencer in your conversation with him? Um, I I read it earlier today. Um, I guess we should start first with the kind of the connection that he has with Lane Kiffin now. And he his basic quote was, look, I like Lane a lot. What else did he have to say about Lane and, and uh, Ole Miss? Yeah, um, he was very complimentary of Lane Kiffin's offense and his scheme. Um, obviously we just had a NFL quarterback from Ole Miss, uh, go to the league and Matt Corral, obviously Matt was hurt this year, but, um, he was a draft pick, um, a guy who early in his career had been viewed as somebody who probably wasn't living up to his potential and Lane got the most out of him. Um, I think that really appeals to Spencer. I think the run game at Ole Miss really appeals to Spencer. Um, Quinchon Jenkins is back, um, the superstar running back. He was a true freshman this year. I don't think Ole Miss lacks weapons at wide receiver. Um, And frankly, just like, I think if you read between the lines, um, and this is nothing he told me, but this is stuff I've heard from sources that know Spencer well and people around the Oklahoma State program, there was clearly some frustration with Spencer and the Oklahoma State offense. Um, And obviously Casey Dunn is still the offensive coordinator of Oklahoma State, um, which I mean, that's Mike Gundy's guy and totally makes sense. But I think Spencer was looking for a bit of a change of pace in that regard. And he certainly found it at Ole Miss where he's a pretty good, at least in my opinion, a pretty good system fit. Yeah. He, he didn't have anything negative to say about Oklahoma state in talking to you. I did. And you know how we are. We read between the lines on everything. Uh, We've heard, we've heard everything from what you just talked about with frustration, um, possible staff changes or lack thereof, everything. And yet he didn't mention Casey Dunn by name, didn't mention Coach Gundy by name, but he did mention Coach Rattay by name, his quarterback's coach, talking about how he helped him develop. So I'm sure that there were more than several in this state that were kind of reading between the lines there, but this wasn't an opportunity for him to felt like that he had to lash out at anyone at Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, um, Spencer was in my opinion, uh, talking about Oklahoma State there, and this is the first time I believe he's done so. It's pretty gracious about the whole situation. Um, <laughs> if you want to be, if you want to play emoji police um, earlier this year, you might not have been quite so kind <laughs> in that regard. But um, I, I'm not an emoji detective, so I didn't bother um, asking about that. But yeah, I mean, he said he didn't have anything negative to say about Oklahoma State. Um, and I think that's reasonably magnanimous of him uh, to have handled it that way. I think this is also good for Spencer in the case of what you talked about a little bit with Matt Corral, which is as good as Tim Werte was, and they were able to develop him a little bit further, Chris. 
Uh, now he gets to take it to the next level. The example I used was kind of when Jalen left Alabama and went to work with Lincoln at Oklahoma. If Spencer has dreams of playing at the next level, not too shabby to finish your career off with a guy like Lane Kiffin, who at least has a history of this, of, of quarterback development. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, I, maybe this is my opinion. Spencer was probably a fringe NFL prospect at best um, at Oklahoma state even if everything had gone well next year. And I, before, before December 5th happened, essentially when it felt like half of the Oklahoma state roster decided to go in the portal, like I think it looked like 10 or 11 starters were going to be back. That was the year everybody was circling, but um, I think Spencer made a calculation for himself that he needed to change the scenery. And if your dreams are really going to the NFL, like if I'm him, um, I'm certainly looking for the most advantageous situation to do so. And, being under somebody like Lane Kiffin, who's produced multiple NFL quarterbacks throughout his career and multiple in the last couple of seasons, like that's the best pop- possible situation for yourself. Um, so I think, I think in Spencer's mind going to Ole Miss made a lot of sense. Uh, moving on from Spencer here real quick, and I won't keep you too long. I know you had you kind of your winners and losers of the transfer portal. Oklahoma State was on the list of, of losers that you had with the portal with just the number of names that they've lost. Um, I would like your opinion as well on uh, some of the teams that you have listed here. I think Florida State kind of speaks for themselves with what they've done as with Colorado and Coach Prime that's there. Uh, but what about another interesting team there out of the out of the SEC, which is what Auburn's been able to do so far here in the transfer portal with some changes overall, new coaching staff coming in. I felt like that they've done a pretty decent job in being able to upgrade talent through the portal. Yeah, um, I think if you watched a lot of Auburn last year, at least the one thing I noticed is even when Auburn wasn't quite what it had been as a contender, like in the late, like in the 2017-2018 range where they were pushing for college football playoff spots, at least like Auburn, especially up front defensively, always felt like an upper tier SEC team. Um, That was very much not the case in 2023 or in 2022. Um, Auburn lost a ton of talent to the transfer portal. Uh, during the whole Brian Harson saga, um, I would argue Brian Harson kind of got um, screwed in that situation. Um, it was a no-win thing after what happened, and they essentially kept him around as a lame duck, and you're never going to be able to do well in that situation. But regardless, um, they lack talent up front, and they've addressed that this offseason. Um, they landed uh, Avery Jones from Carolina, who is one of the best centers in the country. Um, I've talked to scouts. like He is a potential NFL guy. He's like, slightly undersized. Um, they landed two top 10 transfers along the offensive line, including Dylan Wade, who I know uh, guys in y'all's neck of the woods are fairly familiar with. Yep. He had a ton of big offers. Um, and on the defensive line, they brought in, I think, four um, defensive line players, including Justin Rogers, um, who was a former top 50 recruit from Kentucky. So they added a lot of depth there. And that's what you need to compete in the SEC. You need to be deep on both sides of the ball along the line of scrimmage and I think we think of Hugh Freeze as kind of an up-tempo offensive coach, and instead this offseason they've done a really nice job shoring up the line of scrimmage. Well, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I mean, the Hugh Freeze experiment in its own right, uh, what's happening right now in Ole Miss that we talked about with some staff changes there uh, under Lane as well. A lot of good things uh, happening uh, in the SEC. And the final one I have for you um, is – your general thoughts on what Oklahoma, the Sooners, have been able to do in adding from the portal there. Not quite on your winner's list, uh, obviously, but still a pretty decent job, all things considered here, on top of a great recruiting class with for Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, Oklahoma, I, I should 
the winner's list is like, I mean, at a certain point you run out of characters, like <laughs> yes. in an article, even online, like not everybody in the country can be a winner. Um, you could certainly argue Oklahoma deserves to be a winner um, on the winner's list. Um, they're certainly feeling really good. Walter, Walker Rouse coming over to Stanford is big. Andrew Anthony, um, the wide receiver coming from Michigan, um, is a deep threat who can really stretch the field. Um, perfect for Jeff Lubby's scheme. Um, obviously, I think Jeff Lubby will have some conversations around his name in the coming days um, regardless. But, um, yeah, like bringing in Trace Ford from Oklahoma State, it's going to feel weird. But when Trace is healthy, he's an impact edge rusher. Tassan McCullough coming over from Indiana, one of the best true freshman edge rushers in the country. Um, even bringing back a guy like Austin Stogner as a dose of familiarity and NFL talent at tight end. So I think um, I think Oklahoma's done an excellent job in the portal, and they clearly had some holes they had to address after a uh, after a season that I know was disappointing for everybody in Norman. Chris, I appreciate it, man. I know it's last minute, but thank you for coming on and uh, kind of explaining to us a little bit more about the conversation that you had with Spencer. Man, always uh, appreciate your work there at Two Four Seven, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch sometime soon. Absolutely, y'all. Anytime. Really appreciate having me on. Uh Thank you. That's Chris Hummer, who, as I mentioned before, uh, had the exclusive so far, the exclusive Spencer Sanders post-commitment to Ole Miss. I'm sure he'll do a few others. Now's probably not the right time, and it may never be the right time, to spill the tea, as the kids say, Matt, on everything that's happened in Stillwater what the real reasoning is behind this. And it's probably for the best, right? It's probably for the best right now. I do truly believe that you do have to, as Chris said, not just play emoji police, but I'm here to play quote police as well. And the fact that he only brought up Tim Rattay, I think tells me a little bit about a few things that have gone on behind the scenes there with Spencer at Oklahoma State, and now on his way to Ole Miss. Let's take a timeout. When we come back here on the Blitz 1170, Colby Daniels will join us. We'll kick off the Blitz mix. want to remind everyone that Sunday, if you're looking for something to do on Sunday that is not football-related, you can go hang out with the Tulsa Oilers after their game is over with the puck dropping at 4, for another post-game family skate with the team. Every Sunday home game, the Oilers do this. It's brought to you by the Blitz 1170 and our good friends upstairs at News on 6. You can get your tickets at TulsaOilers.com or call 918-632-PUCK. That's 918-632-P-U-C-K with the Tulsa Oilers and the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.